This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Walker, and my guest today is Caroline Legrand, who is our Senior Messaging Strategist at Shop Marketing Pros. And today, we're going to be talking about retention marketing. But before we get into that, I would love to thank our sponsors, RepairPal, for providing this episode. RepairPal is the key that unlocks more business for your auto repair shop. Learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Well, hi, Caroline. Hi. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm excited to have you on today. Me too. I finally get to see the studio and get in here. It's fun. It's been like behind the scenes for so long. Gosh, you've seen so many videos of the studio because being our senior messaging strategist, you pick out all of the reels and everything that come out of these videos. Yeah. A lot of my days are spent looking at the videos from this office, so it's cool to be back here and talk about it. So you're looking at it from the other side of the lens for the first time. Well, Caroline recently wrote a really great blog or article, whatever you want to call it, that lives on our website at Shop Marketing Pros, and it's about retention marketing. And the reason that we're talking about that today is that when so many shop owners start talking about marketing, they always want to talk about getting new customers. Yes. It's all about ads and all about SEO and your website when people are talking about their marketing. And it's very often that shop owners forget to pay attention to retention marketing, which is going to keep customers coming back in the door. And this ties into so many things, starting with having a good experience at your shop and having a shop worth coming back to, to the communication that you have with them once they leave the shop from messages from your shop software, CRM, to reaching out on social media or even including retargeting ads, they can come back into the picture. But it's a really, really important piece that a lot of shop owners and business owners in general tend to forget about. Let's talk about this idea of acquisition versus retention marketing for a second. You know, when we think of acquisition marketing, we're doing the things that we're doing to get new people that have never been in the shop in the door. What are some things that you would normally do for acquisition marketing? Acquisition marketing includes your Facebook ads and Google ads. It can also include your SEO Direct mail is one that kind of straddles the line between acquisition and retention marketing. You can use it either way, but these are services designed to keep new people coming back in the door. You're targeting people who are your ideal customer avatar and you're trying to get them to bring their car into you for service to become a loyal customer. But that initial communication with them, that initial marketing tactic that they receive is your acquisition marketing. And then once they're in the door, you start your retention practices. A lot of people don't think that about needing to do marketing to keep people as clients. It's always just get the new ones in. But what are you doing to keep people once you get them in? Right. I think you and Kim have talked about this on the podcast before with, is that really marketing? There are a handful of things that happen in a customer's journey with an auto repair shop that tie into marketing a lot more than you would think that they tie into marketing. And that ties into Having a shop worth coming back to, are your technicians educational and kind when they're interacting with a customer, if they're interacting with them? Are your service advisors or anybody at the front of the shop friendly, approachable, educational? Are you giving the client the information that they need to make a decision about their vehicle? Are you trying to be like really salesy and tell them what they need to do in a ton of different ways? Are you kind of not providing the cleanest, most pleasant environment? Or do you have like great clean bathrooms, potentially a waiting area, some complimentary snacks or drinks or anything that just makes it a nice experience. We have talked a lot about how getting your car repaired can be a stressful thing. Your expenses, you may not be 
accounting for in your budget or planning for necessarily. And then you're only fixing it when it's broken, right? For the most part, or you're only going where you're like, oh, now I need an oil change. So setting your shop up to make sure that that's a pleasant experience for the people coming in your doors is a great way to start that idea of retention marketing and keep them coming back. If they have a good experience with you, they'll be more likely to come back or tell other people about you as well. Yeah, the consumer of today is not the same consumer from you know 30 years ago or even 20 years ago. We got options. You do. And I think about with my parents, for example, when they would do business with someone, it was just about you know, can this person competently do this thing? Today, it's so much more than that. It's, it's not that much different than when we talk about hiring. When I was a tech, especially in early on in my career, I looked for the place where it was like, okay, where am I going to have the biggest paycheck? And that was the thing that I cared about. But people have changed the way that they make buying decisions and they will base so much more on that overall experience that they have. It's not just about, are you fixing the cars? Which I love to tell people that actually fixing the cars is part of the marketing as well. They never think it is. But if you don't fix the car, are people going to come back? No. Everything that you do in the shop from the moment that you open the doors in the morning to the moment that you close them at the end of the day is marketing in some respect. Your outward appearance of the shop, the way that your team is interacting with each other and with customers. It's like if you ever gone to a restaurant and seen waitresses or waitresses, waiters in the kitchen, like arguing, it kind of just dampers the experience a little bit. So when you see a team that gets along and wants to work together, you see synergy and people like enjoying their jobs, what what they're doing, technicians doing their jobs well, which all stems from the bosses. It stems from the leadership of that company, implementing that shop culture and letting it shine through their employees and their staff to people who just come in the door or to anybody that works with them. That's a question we've gotten a lot lately about our own shop culture, our own team culture and is one of the things we're starting to answer the questions to about how do we do that? And it helps us be more known in the industry. It helps us keep customers, get customers, because it's just who we are as people that is shining through having those core values. I just had uh, shoulder surgery a week and a half ago. I went to a hospital, local hospital called Avala Hospital, and it's a surgical hospital. You know, it's not one that has an ER or any of that. It's like a small surgical hospital and I had never had an experience with them and I was kind of surprised when I found out that that was where I would be having the surgery knew nothing about them but when I got there from the moment that I walked in the door to the moment that I left everybody there was so kind to me it was a medical experience like I've never had before just yesterday we got a survey in the mail like an actual paper survey in the snail mail and normally I would never take the time to fill something like that out but they created such an impression on me. I was so happy with everything that they did that that paper is sitting on my desk and before the end of this week, it will be filled out and it will be returned to them. That just comes down to the way that they treated me. It came down to the interactions that I had. While we're talking about retention marketing, there, there are things that you do think about as marketing that are retention marketing. They're for the specific purpose of bringing your existing clients back in more and keeping them as clients. Let's talk about that some. Yeah, exactly. So when we talk about marketing as a whole or the services that we offer, it includes more than just ads and SEO and the original acquisition marketing types. But people sometimes get confused and think that all marketing is acquisition. But some of the other things that our team really excels in is social media, video strategy, working with your CRM, sending those follow-up messages to your customers once they leave the shop, seeing how they're doing, and even direct mail, which we said kind of bridges both sides. But all of those are great ways to keep people coming back. When you 
talk about your social media. Most of your followers are people who already know you. They're in the shop, they're customers or they're family and friends of you because they want to support your business. And so when you're sharing content on there, you can bring back what's happening at the shop, sharing more about that shop culture and letting people know it's happening. And the people who have been to your shop, especially are happy to see that because they're like, oh, wait, that was the guy that I saw working on my car when I showed up to pick it up or that was who brought my car around to me. That service advisor was so nice. It's their birthday. I don't know if they even remember me, but I'm going to wish them a happy birthday today. And it just brings the customer closer to the shop, the shop staff closer to the customer. And then next time when they go in, they have a connection to talk about of maybe a post they saw on your social media or something that they got in their email because email and social media, the content that you want to put in those can be very similar sometimes. So you probably have more experience among our team than anyone else on the team as far as looking at what is working when it comes to social media and what is not working. And one of the things that you mentioned was people wishing someone a happy birthday that they just met, you know, like in that one little experience when when they were having their car repaired. Those tend to be the most engaging types of posts that we do, right? Sometimes there's two types of people on Facebook. There are the types of people who like do not acknowledge birthdays or holidays or anything like that. They just post their stuff. They engage with what they want to engage with. I am like guiltily one of those people. I forget that Facebook that Facebook shows you people's birthdays unless it's somebody I like really know because I probably know their birthday. But there are other people who are maybe friendlier. I don't know who engage and they will see a birthday. They go look at every one of their friends on Facebook whose birthday it is and they're going to go wish them a happy birthday. They're commenting on everybody's things. And so the idea of pushing out content that's going to make somebody engage, whether they're the type of person to tell you happy birthday or not, really something that we've seen a mass amount of engagement with our best posts of engagement have been videos lately, which is no surprise, but people are probably tired of hearing us talk about video, but it's king. It's been king. I think 2020 really changed things with TikTok and everybody being at home, COVID and video just like changed the game at that point it still rings true. And so a lot of our really great content we've been posting lately for ourselves and for clients that has gotten mass amounts of engagement has been videos showing what's happening in the shop, asking the staff interesting questions. I think one of our clients, and this was a bit of an outlier, but had like 500 new followers on Instagram last week because of a video that they posted. They have an in-house videographer that we work with and they posted a video asking all of the staff, like, what's the worst car to work on? And everybody's got an opinion about it, even if you're not a technician, even if you're the average person who's not even involved in the auto industry, you've got an opinion about your car. You think yours is either the best or the worst. You hate Ford because everybody hates Ford, but everybody loves Ford. You know, it's very divisive, but it also brings people together over a common denominator of cars. And it seems like such a mundane thing. Everybody has cars. It's so prevalent in the community, but it really is a great way to just introduce topics, get them going. People love to comment. They'll agree with the technicians, disagree with them, add their own thoughts. But past the video, a lot of content we're seeing good engagement on does include that shop culture idea of things, which is wishing the staff happy birthdays, work anniversaries, things like that, milestones that they reach in their personal life or their work life, like new babies being born, marriages happening, or ASC certifications being taken or hosting events at your shop or going to conferences and sharing about that. People love to see that. They love to see the faces of the staff, not just always working, but like smiling, having fun, doing things together. Social media is meant to be social. So it's a two-way street. If your followers aren't engaging with you, change your content so that they're engaging. They should be communicating back to you. Your content should speak to them in a way that they can speak back. 
I love talking about sponsors of the podcast who have already worked with and who have used before. So today, I'm super excited to talk to you about RepairPal, which, if you didn't know, will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com, the largest site for auto repair, and through the recommendation of their partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. Our shop was in RepairPal's certified network, and it was great for getting new customers who were looking for more than just oil changes. The average RepairPal customer spends over $600 on their first visit. I loved it, especially because we all know that consumers still mistrust repair shops. But the millions of customers that visit RepairPal.com monthly, they trust RepairPal certified shops for their high quality and great service. And there's no fear about being overcharged. So we were able to just focus on the repair. I highly recommend you check them out. It's the way to grow your business. Go to RepairPal.com forward slash shops, get one month of service free, and save $150 off certification. So the last year that I had my shop was 2008. And social media absolutely existed at that time. I mean, Facebook had been started in 2004, but it was not used as prevalently for business during that time as it is now. We did a lot of retention marketing. What you're talking about with social media is the ability to continue building that relationship when the person is not standing there in front of you. And when we had our shop, we basically had to build that relationship while the person was standing in front of us. And we had the opportunity when we would go to Chamber of Commerce events, if we would see a client there, if we were just out and about and we would see a client there. But now you have that ability to continue building that relationship every day of the year because people feel like they know you. To our listeners, you think about some of the people that you're friends with on social media. You may not have seen them face-to-face in years. There's no telling when the last time was that you saw them. But when you do see them, it doesn't feel like it's been any time since you saw them. Because you're interacting with them all the time. You see things from them all the time. And it's the same thing that the business can do. You have an advantage today. I mean, between social media and the video studio you have in your pocket and all of those things that just 15 years ago, we really didn't have the ability to do that. All right. So what are some of the other things? You know, we're talking about social media. What are some of the other things that are marketing, but would really be retention marketing? The way that we use email marketing is mostly retention based. And it's very similar to social media in the sense that you want to share that kind of newsletter style email of what's happening at the shop, what's been happening this month or the past few weeks. Who have we celebrated? What super cool repairs have we worked on? Anything like that. An easy way to do this is utilizing your shop's CRM or shop software. If they can send custom emails, you can just go pop a little bit of information in there, a couple pictures and send it to the people who have been in the shop recently or who haven't been in the shop recently to reach back out to them with that using your CRM as well to maybe send a slow day text blast if you're really slow, abnormally slow, more than you expected or Appointments open up on the books to let people know that there's space to come in, which marketing, and you're only sending it to the people who are already customers, utilizing that to offer them special offers during that time. If that's something that you're interested in in your shop to get them coming back, reward them for being a good and loyal customer. So if they've been there two or more times and they left you a review before, you give them a little incentive that you don't tell them you're going to do it if they leave you a review, but like you look on your side and if they've left one, you can say, hey, hey, thanks. We appreciate that. Here's 10% off your next repair order, whatever you need done, just give us a call. Just keeping in touch with them, staying top of mind. We always wonder whether or not email is dead, but it's kind of the same way with social media. Even if they're not always engaging, they're going to see your post eventually. And it keeps you top of mind, 
even if they're not opening the email, they might not be reading your blog, they may not click on it. Your name still shows up in their inbox. It's just like sending somebody a message, whether it shows up on their newsfeed in their text inbox or in their email inbox, you're saying relevant and top of mind, which ties into direct mail, sending it into your physical mailbox at your house. One way to use direct mail for your retention is to target your existing customers and existing clients. Those are people you know have been in the shop. You can adjust all of your numbers and ranges to make sure that they are the people that you want coming back into the shop by something as specific as the VIN number or their average repair order or their last repair order to where they live or how many times they've been in the shop to send them, again, a special offer just coming back in the shop. One that we've seen done before that worked really well was a shop moved to a new location right down the street from where they were, and they wanted to just kind of let their customers know about it. So it was a, hey, we moved, but we're really right next door to where we were, but thanks for supporting us along the way. You have a gift card here for like $50 off your next service. And it went really well to keep people coming back in the door, but also inform them that a change had been made to the address. So you're mentioning the CRM. Most of the shops that we work with have a CRM that they use. And with your CRM, in most cases, when a shop comes to us, the way that they're using that CRM is they are sending out emails, text messages, and even direct mail in some cases based on like service intervals and work that wasn't sold and such as that which that is absolutely retention marketing and it is what we were talking about here. But you also mentioned the newsletter content. I want to sit on that for a minute because there is such a missed opportunity when people don't do that. If you think about the way that CRM works, you know, maybe you are sending emails out to clients who are due for an oil change or a service or unsold work. About the most that they're going to get is an email from you every four months, maybe every six months. But that newsletter content, you don't realize that your CRM can do that as well. So many of these shop owners don't know that they can do that with their CRM. You can send out that monthly email. Many of you think, well, I don't want to do that because you as a business owner think about how many emails you get in your own inbox and you think to yourself, well, I don't want to put another email in someone's inbox or you think to yourself it's not effective because of the amount of emails. But you are in a little bit of a different situation than many of your clients in that as a business owner, you get a lot more emails. You get all these B2B emails. You're inundated with them. And yes, everyone gets a lot of emails, but most people are not getting marketing emails at the level that business owners do. So get that out of your head because emails absolutely work for driving new business. But that newsletter content that you're talking about, and I also want to specify, we're not talking about that newsletter that just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and it's got grandma's pecan pie recipe and all that stuff in it. We're talking about just an email that you would send out on about a monthly basis that might have one, two, maybe even three little things. You know, it includes a video that you created this month or a blog post that got put on your website this month or maybe a special or car care tip or something like that. Fairly short email. But when that hits people's inbox, the phone will start ringing. We see it over and over for our clients. We've seen it in our own marketing as well, too, when we just looked at our year in review, um, the months that had better social media engagement and better email stats, higher click-through rate, higher open rate, the months after that or right around then were the months that we had the most new business. A lot of people who come in who might start in our sales process likely may have already been on our email list because we do approach kind of from an acquisition standpoint if we get somebody's email. But when you're talking about it for your shop is whether or not it's a new person or not, they're calling, they're letting you know what's going on. 
And in our case, maybe they get our email and then they're like, oh, no, I never responded back to Caroline about that social media campaign we were going to run. Let me email her back because I just saw the new blog post from Brian that got sent out in the email. Always me emailing everybody those things anyways, but they'll email me back from the other email. So that is that same idea. Retention marketing is what keeps you top of mind and keeps people coming back. One of the things that keeps people coming back is remembering you and keeping yourself top of mind for them. It's just that reminder. Hey, we're here. We know you don't need anything right now. If you do, if something happened with your car, let us know. Give us a call. Maybe we have a special offer for you. Maybe we don't, but just we're here. And there are other great ideas that you can do for retention marketing as well, like hosting events at your shop, you know, and inviting your clients in. One of the things that we used to do early on at our shop is we would send Christmas cards to our entire database. But then we stopped doing Christmas cards because we realized how many Christmas cards people get and it kind of gets lost in the mix. So we experimented with Thanksgiving cards. One year we were a little bit late, so we sent a Happy New Year's card. You know, so we sent a card. It was around the holidays, but it wasn't right in the middle of getting all the Christmas cards. That works to drive new business anytime that you have the opportunity to engage with your client base. I would say especially seasonally, whether it's a holiday card or things like that, but also the one card that I get in the mail that I will always keep is one that's got a football schedule on it because my dad loves the Saints, my uncles and other people in my family love LSU. And so I'm always Googling who's playing what, what time is it on, where are we watching it, who's going to whose house or where are we getting dinner to grab the game or are we going to the game? And so it's so much easier to like, pin it to my fridge or if it's already a magnet to have it on there and just say, oh, the Saints are playing the Rams this week. It's a home game. Dad, let's go to the game instead of Googling it, trying to figure it out and just keeping top of mind. But at the top of that is whoever's business sent it. And so maybe it's an air conditioning company and it's hot in Louisiana still right now. And so when my AC is being funky, I'm like, oh, well, I don't have an AC guy in the area yet. So let me call them and see what they've got going on. All right. Retention marketing is different than acquisition marketing in multiple ways. One of the things you brought up is that your audience is already experienced working with you. Yes. That's another thing I would say people, shop owners, business owners tend to forget about a lot is that when you're showing somebody an ad, when you're targeting somebody with an ad or even blogs that might be on your website, optimized pages on your site, you're kind of speaking to them as if you don't know them. It's still personable, right? You know who you want to be talking to. So you're catering the messaging towards that, but they don't know you. You don't know them. You're giving them a lot more information about your services, maybe where you're located, what a service is, why they need it and things like that. Whereas once they've come into the shop, they've gone through your journey as a customer. They know how often you text them or what you text them about. If it's the CRM texting them or if it's your actual service advisor, like, they're talking to a real person or not, and they know the tone. They know what it's like to talk to your shop and work with them. So that changes the audience from acquisition marketing is like your pitch deck. You're giving them everything they need to know about you, why they should choose you, why they should like you. But then with retention marketing, you're giving them more of that. All right, you already know us. Here's the like and the trust. Here's how we can build a relationship, why you should trust us, reasons, building trust, things like that. But also or people, we say all the time, people like doing business with people, especially people they know, like, and trust. Your retention marketing is how you get people to like and trust you once they already know you. So kind of lets you let the guard down a little bit. You obviously want to be likable, want to be trustworthy. You should be if you're a business owner, but you're showing them a different side of you. You're not giving them the sales jargon or anything like that. You can talk to them more like an old friend than somebody that you're giving an elevator pitch too. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about retention marketing is that it's cheaper 
to retain your existing clients than to acquire new clients. If I owned a shop today and I needed more business in my shop and I had a very limited budget, I would put 100% of that budget into retention marketing, getting the existing clients back in again, rather than going out and trying to acquire new clients. And when, when you are doing acquisition marketing, marketing isn't cheap. It costs money to bring in every new client. And the fact is that in most cases, an auto repair shop does not make money on someone the first time that they come in. They're not profitable because the cost to acquire them exceeded the profit that they made on that job. The industry says that most auto repair shops are running at a 5% net profit margin, which is terrible. A good shop is running at a 20% net profit margin. So when you look at what it costs to acquire a new client, very often, most of the time, it costs you more to acquire a new client than you will make in profit on your average first repair order. So you have got to retain clients. You don't make money on the first visit. You make money on the lifetime value of a client. And that is where your retention marketing comes in is to make that lifetime value as high as it can possibly be. Exactly. I know one thing we talk about a lot with clients is that with marketing, your ads hopefully deliver a conversion. But the idea is that we can bring the customer to you. It's like you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink is the same thing. We can bring you the customer. Your ads can bring you the customer. They can get them into your shop. But if the customer is the horse, like we can't make them drink. You're, they're yours now. That's your baby. That's your circus, your monkeys. You have to bring it, them in and like make the shop worth coming back to. Give them a reason to drink the Kool-Aid, right? And stay a member of your community. Stay a customer of your shop and keep them coming back. With that, though, it's the idea of retention or the idea of the cost is that it is less expensive to do retention marketing because with the exception of direct mail, social media doesn't really cost anything. Utilizing your CRM, you're probably already paying for it. So it doesn't really cost anything aside from if you're paying somebody to do it, of course. But it's harder to track the return on investment. So that's where a lot of people get really hung up is it, well, I don't know if they're coming back because they saw that social media post. So was having that social media management as the service at all, like worth that money is that they're receiving so many touches from you, whether it's through email or a retention mailer or social media or a follow-up message from your CRM that actually sounds like you, not like the doctor's office text that you get that's like, are you better? Cool, thanks. Reply yes. That is personable, that they're engaging with so many things. There's so many touches that work together to provide that return on investment that it is kind of hard to track, which especially in the marketing side is like, Always a gamble from time to time looking at it. But when it's set up in the shop to continue tracking those things and know that somebody's coming back, they originally came through from an ad, but then they come in, you have the flyer up. So they liked your social media. You have a QR code to scan. They follow you. We can see them liking your posts. And then when they needed another service, they got a text message or an email about it and they came back in. Maybe they would have done it regardless, but they also got all of those touches that kept them coming back. They're getting touches from all these different marketing services, things. They might not be getting so many emails like you mentioned, but they're getting a lot of, if they went to one auto repair shop website, chances are their Facebook is now full of ads for auto repair shop stuff. I'm always getting auto repair shop ads just from working in the industry and visiting the sites when it's not even what I'm searching for that like I need a repair shop. So it's on their feeds. They're seeing it, but they're choosing to come back to you and they're choosing to come back to you for a reason. Yeah. Social media is very difficult to track the return on investment on, but that is something that you should never allow to keep you from doing it because social media is also the great equalizer in my opinion 
It is the thing that when it is done well, it makes all of your other marketing more effective because people have some experience with you. Maybe they've never even been in your shop. You know, we're talking acquisition marketing at that point. But the ones who have been in your shop, they've been able to continue building that relationship. And the next time that they come in and you give them that large estimate, they're more likely to say yes to it because they feel like they know you, they like you, they trust you. Any last advice for someone maybe who has not been doing retention marketing as far as how to get started? I thought you were going to say if they're not doing it, what do they do? I was going to say just do it. Just literally just do it. A great way to get started would be starting to utilize your CRM, making sure that you have those follow-up messages turned on, checking in on people after their appointments or maybe implementing some email newsletters or just other marketing-centric text messages that are not related to their transaction or social media. Just a couple posts a week. It can be a what's happening at the shop. This is how many cars are in the base this week and just posting it organically and letting people know what's going on. And with that, encouraging customers that are coming in to like that page so that they're following along with your journey is a great way to just start to build that relationship and build that rapport with your customer base. Last thing, because we hear it all the time from people, I don't know what to post. Give three simple social media post ideas that will help people to come to know, like, and trust their shop. We have like two blogs on that. So we can link those in the notes probably. But three easy social media posts would be what repair orders you're working on that day. Take a picture of the bays. These are the cars here. This is what the team's working on. We know that there's camaraderie in a shop, right? Like it's a bunch of guys most of the time and maybe some women working on cars. There are jokes being told, anything like that. Like if somebody says something really funny, have them say it again and say that on camera and just share that. This is the joke of the day from the shop. This is what happened. And then a third option could be, say y'all all went out to lunch or y'all had lunch catered. Y'all did a lunch and learn. Somebody's birthday, you brought a cake, anything like that. Just snap a photo and celebrate that time. Celebrate that day, that person, anything like that. New toolbox, like anything that we're celebrating. If you would tell them something about it in person and say, oh, congratulations, happy birthday. That's awesome. This is super cool. It's a social post and it can go up there and even if nobody engages with it at first, you're starting it and people will see it. And the great thing with social media is that internet's terrible because nothing ever gets deleted. But social media is great because when you post things, it's like a library and a scrapbook of everything that's happened into your shop. And anybody that wants to know, like, and trust you can go visit that and see it very easily. Oh, like potential clients or potential new employees. Yeah, great stuff. Well, Caroline, thanks for being on with me today. I really appreciate it. You brought some great value to our listeners. I do want to thank all of you for listening again. We are just one podcast on the Aftermarket Radio Network. There are some other great podcasts that you really should go listen to at aftermarketradionetwork.com. Thank you again to RepairPal for being our sponsors. I hope that you'll listen in again next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.